You're listening to the Hamilton Today podcast from 900 CHML. We certainly know the international tensions uh, that are going on, uh, starting with Russia invading Ukraine. And um, it just, well, at one time it was going to be over in a few days, uh, then a few months. Uh, now I think we're working on to uh, our eighth month with this. And uh, you know, after annexation of four regions uh, earlier on last week, and now more chatter of nuclear warfare with U.S. President Biden using the term Armageddon. Uh, too soon, uh, a little dramatic, or very accurate in describing the situation. Let's bring in Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor of Political Science, Carleton University. He is with us now. Elliot, thank you for your time. Hope you're well. Well, thank you. Same to you, Scott. So your thoughts on the word Armageddon, uh, Biden saying this is the biggest threat since the Cuban Missile Crisis. Your thoughts? Is that the right word? Unfortunately, I said the same thing, I think, with you some weeks ago now. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, um, a lot of people must be listening to our show. I think you so. Know, here we are on the cusp of a Thanksgiving weekend, uh, and we're talking about Armageddon. I think hmm. just at the, stop, at the top, we should reflect on what, how much we do have to be thankful for in this world, which does have increasing nuclear clouds uh, potentially gathering. So a moment to say, you know, thanks for what we've got and to appreciate mm-hmm. every day. Yes, yeah, so I think the, the situation has gotten uh, increasingly dire in terms of all the things we look for and in terms of the, the ultimate that is the possibility we will allow the nuclear genie to escape the bottle and lead to, as the Secretary General of the United Nations has said, we are just one mistake, one miscalculation away from nuclear annihilation. Uh, that's from the Secretary General of the UN. What we are seeing now going on in Russia is that the war clearly is going badly. There's division within the ranks apparently inside Russia now, a lot of recriminations now that it's not going well. Some of the most stalwart components of the support base, not the support base, the fighting base, uh, and those who are willing to commit troops are now um, divided among themselves. The Wagner group, the Wagner group uh, is now purely a creation of Mr. Putin, uh, is now making noises uh, against other components of the military saying they're not doing their part. So the situation is not going well for Russia. As it goes uh, increasingly badly, it does raise the prospect that out of desperation, there will be a use of nuclear weapons uh, in in wartime for the first time since the end of the Second World War. And for the first time since the Cuban Missile Crisis, which you alluded to, uh, that moment seems to be approaching. Uh, we've talked uh, many times in the past about whether Putin's bluffing. He was throwing these words around a long time. This is the first time we've sort of sort of heard the U.S. president use a term like this. Does this mean uh, things are different now? Does this does the use of this term mean that uh, he may be changing his strategy, or the West might be changing their strategy? Well, the West uh, had a choice to make once the annexation of these, you know, after the sham referendums after. Mr. Putin said, all those pieces of Ukrainian territory where we occupy, which we claim to occupy, are now Russian territory, and we will use all means, meaning nuclear, uh, to defend them. The choice was then up to Ukraine and the West, and of course the U.S. in particular, to say, okay, uh, until now, 
the West has really backed, NATO has really backed the uh, Ukrainian forces, particularly as they've done better and better, but they've never been allowed to directly use weapons provided by the West to attack Russia because that would lead to World War III. Now all this new territory is Russian. Would, this was a week ago, would that mean Ukraine would no longer attack them using those weapons? And would the West then say, you cannot attack them using our weapons? We have the answer to that. Ukraine has continued to attack and advance. Uh, they're making further advances in the, in the north roughly the north and then some now uh, around Kherson. There's even a chance Kherson itself, which is heavily dug in by Russia, uh, might actually come up under Ukrainian control once again. So we have a situation where the big question initially was, once this was done, these annexations, these sham things, would it make a difference? So far, it has not. But that being said, as you said, um, uh, is this the excuse that Putin needs? Uh, he goes in and annexes regions that he knows Ukraine will take back. But as soon as Ukraine goes to take them back, all of a sudden it's not uh, territory the way it was a week ago. All of a sudden it's Russian territory, therefore giving Putin the excuse to use the weaponry he needs. Is that, is that where we're going here? Well, that is certainly that's certainly the state of play. That is... That's what Russia has said on the one side, and now we see the response. Quite clearly, uh, the West is still constraining Ukraine from using all the power it could in behind the lines in across the Russian border where the uh, heavy artillery is still pounding away on Ukrainian territory and also all the ammunition dumps, all the coordination is going on there. One of the fascinating things uh, we just picked up, uh, Scott, is that a lot of the weapons that the Ukrainians are currently using very effectively, a significant portion of those are captured Russian munitions. That is, the heavy weaponry, the tanks and uh, some of the artillery and so forth, are things that basically the Russians dropped and ran uh, as the breakthrough occurred just a couple of weeks ago now. So the, uh, the fact that the Russians are so disorganized and that they seem to be in, in certain areas anyway, on the run. And we know there's been now tremendous pushback inside Russia for the first time. We talked about this perhaps as well. This mobilization really showed uh, that the faction backing um, military expansion, that is the, the, the hardliners, had gained control over the political advisors to Mr. Putin. The, the political people clearly were saying, don't mobilize, don't go to a draft. It'll lead to a pushback. But uh, the troops were so badly depleted. The military is now in, in, the, in the ascendant. So what all that means now is that the war has really been brought home inside Russia in a way it hadn't been before. It really been masked from the Russian heartland. Dagestan and Chechnya had been providing a lot of the troops, which have been killed in substantial numbers, perhaps 80,000 or so casualties by now. So what we have now is pushback at home with people fleeing Russia, criticism, criticism growing inside Russia and, and advances by Ukraine on the ground. Elliot Tepper with us, Emeritus Professor of Political Science, Carleton University, updating us on the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Elliot, uh, as you so adequately uh, said at the beginning of all of this, time to put this behind us and uh, remember the things we do have. And have yourself a great Thanksgiving weekend. 
Thank you. Same to you, Scott, and everybody listening. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.